Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's hemp balm, a topical pain reliever that is just one of Elixinol's many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase will go to a nonprofit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. All right, Zach. Well, on the uh, NFL calendar, today is some a day that pops up it's a day that has something written on it <laughs> and that is that today begins the process and the period in which teams can use the franchise tag from a bronco standpoint at least from the players currently on the team this is pretty insignificant yeah boring very boring insignificant like you said and john elway isn't shy to using these tags in the past but ryan you've got to have a player that's worth this type of cash. I mean, we're talking huge amounts of money. There's three different tags that can be put on players uh, beginning today until I believe March 5th is the deadline to place that tag. Uh, there's the exclusive franchise tag, which locks a player up. He can't negotiate with other teams. He's yours for that one year on that on that deal, which is the average of the top five salaries at that position or... 120% of what that player made the year before, whichever one's greater. So this is very much a, a player-friendly deal. And there's also the non-exclusive franchise tag, which typically when people talk about the franchise tag, they're actually referring to the non-exclusive one uh, because these players can negotiate with other teams, but if another team signs them, the, the team that put the franchise tag on them gets two first-round picks back. So... That typically never happens. Uh, and then there's also the transition tag, which instead of uh, the average of the top five salaries of that position, it's the average of the top 10. So the price is a little lower uh, and no compensation is given if that player signs somewhere else. So franchise tag prices, I mean, we're looking at Matt Paradis being $15 million, Jared Valdir being $15 million. He was expensive last year at nine. Uh, Bradley Roby, 16 million and Shaq Barrett and Shane Ray would each be 16 million 
and those are the ones that you would consider the most out of anyone in this list. None of those are happening. Um, none of them are will even really be considered because every one of those players would be vastly overpaid. The only one I could see really making a case for, and it's not a good case at all, would be Bradley Roby. And it would be a case in which Vic Fangio says, hey, look, uh, you know, I need corner depth. And you guys have one here right now who can play. Um, he's not perfect, but he can play. And I'm going to bring in Bryce Callahan, or actually that would probably t- take that off the table. I want to draft Greedy Williams at 10. You give me Chris Harris Jr., Greedy Williams, or Bradley Roby, I can give you the no-fly zone. Right. Then you think about it. But that's if it's like 13 million or 12 million. <laughs> 15, 16 million, that's too, too much for a guy who wasn't good this last year and, and honestly had some concerns about his commitment. And that, above all, is probably what drives Bradley Roby out of this. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. You just can't get burned all day and then not show up to practice the next day. It just, mm. You can't do that and then make $15 million. It just doesn't work that way. So I think all of these are off the table. Roby's the only one I would consider. But if, you're gonna, if, you, if you were going to go with that plan, wouldn't you just offer Roby a three-year, $9 million a year contract, see if he takes it? Exactly. And that, that's my question to you is not what would you offer, what, what you think is fair for him. How much is he going to get per year? Do you think on the open market? I think in the seven to ten million dollar range, and probably on the upper end of that. So let's say he signs four years, thirty-eight million dollars, about nine and a half a year. Would you do that if you're the Broncos? Uh, it depends. Can you get Bryce Callahan? Because if you can get Bryce Callahan, then just pay him clean slate for both parties. I don't think it's a very a very clean slate right now with Bradley Roby and the Broncos. They were extremely disappointed with his performance last year. So if you can get him, if you can get Bryce Callahan, then no. Just wave bye to Bradley Roby. Spend your cornerback money somewhere else. If you still want to go get Greedy Williams and, you know, recreate the no-fly zone, then that's your prerogative. But if you can't get Bryce Callahan, and I'm sure, you know, you can have an idea of whether or not you're going to get him. You know, maybe on, on his way out the door, Bryce said, you know, take me with you. <laughs> and Vic Fangio's like, I'll bring you. Uh, or maybe uh, Bryce Callahan says, "Like I'm a bear for life. I don't want to leave." You don't. You you have an. You should have an idea if you're a front office executive for the Denver Broncos. So if you can't get him, then you obviously there's a couple other places you could go. But maybe you do just think, okay, well maybe we can get Bradley Roby a little bit cheaper. You know, the hometown discount thing is overplayed. But there is something to be said: not having to move your house, not having to uproot yourself. You know, all that stuff. It might not get you, you know, the ridiculous discount you got on Derek Wolf and Chris Harris, but maybe you get a million a year off. Right. You very well could. And to me, I think Bradley Roby may be gone pretty early in the free agency process. So I think you have to decide very early what your plan is. And Ryan, I just thought of Chris Harris last year. How Chris is brutally honest, which is great for us. And really, you need a few guys on your team like that. And he was never sold on Bradley Roby last year. He was God, no. He was very hard on him to start. You know, not, making it known that it wasn't going to be an easy transition from Roby to go to from the slot to the outside and be that number two corner. And throughout the year, Chris vented his doubts with us uh, on air, off air about Roby's performance and. That, to me, says start fresh. 
It, Roby can play. He can. He showed it for for what three or four years. He was a great third cornerback. When asked to be the two, he he wasn't. And that's why you can't pay him sixteen million dollars for a year. And that's why you can't lock him up for four years, even at an eight and a half million dollar price tag. At least I wouldn't be comfortable. I think you set your sights on Bryce Callahan from the get go. You make him a top priority free agent for you you know you can make the call to cj mosley but i i don't know if that'll be the route make bryce callahan your second call have it be vic fangio's first call on march 11th when that negotiating period opens and make him be the guy because here's the other thing though on the flip side you can't go from chris harris uh akib talib and bradley roby and then in 12 months, I guess less than 12 months, go to just Chris Harris, can you? No. I mean, that is scary. I mean, you have to – you got to help Vic, you know. Like, a defensive coordinator is great, but a, a coach is only as good as his players. And so you can't leave him hanging out here with one corner and a, and a bunch of young guys who struggled mightily. Um, you know, a guy in Brendan Langley who can't find the field and a guy in Isaac Yadam who can't find the ball. Yeah. So you got to help him out. And if it's just Bryce Callahan, then okay, that's a start. And maybe you go get a corner two in the draft. Maybe you say Isaac Adam is good enough to be a three and he becomes your number three. We'll, we'll see, but you got to do something for him. And if that's keep uh, Bradley Roby around, if that's your best option, you kind of have to do that too. Now, I don't even know if, Bradley Roby wants to stay around. He might want a new clean slate somewhere. I think Chris Harris Jr. is really hard on him, and I don't know if he likes it very <laughs> yeah. much. Um, you got to give Chris someone he respects. And I'll say this. I don't think – we got to get Chris on the podcast before the season this year to just make, like, some predictions. Mm. Maybe it's not Broncos related. Maybe it's someone else. I feel like Chris <laughs> has never been wrong about football. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, no. he's, like he pretty much told us without telling us that Bradley Roby was going to suck last year. Yeah, he did. He did. So we need to get him on, tell us who's going to, you know, win the Super Bowl, uh, be, be the MLB champion, and then we'll put our money there. I think, yeah, I think Chris has a innate understanding of the game. And when he, we should have, you know, taken it to heart a little more when he said it's going to be a huge transition for him. Mm. He never said like Bradley can play. I'm excited to play across from Bradley. We'll miss a key, but Bradley has it locked down. No, he was like, we're going to miss a key. Bradley has a huge transition ahead of him. And, you know, it's going to be a big thing for him. Then when, when asked if Bradley Rowe is going to bounce back from getting torched by Sam mm. Darnold, he was like, I don't know. How bad does he want to bounce back? I mean, just red flags all over the place. <laughs> and at that point, we had picked up on it because yeah. he wasn't playing well. But Chris knew this was going to happen. He probably could have told the Broncos front office it was going to happen. And so I want to know who he wants. Who do you want playing across from you? Whoever that is, sign him up. I know your answer to this. And the question is, if you're John Elway, do you consult with any of your players on not – not an open end, like, hey, what should we do this off season? But do you go and, re- and reach out uh, to to Vaughn and say, how valuable is Shaq? Do you do you reach out to Chris and say, how valuable is Brad is Bradley Roby? Or do you just get a sense of that? You know, being in the in, in the facility for three hundred days a year. I think John um, believes what he believes. Yeah, I don't think he needs extra advice from anyone. Yeah. Um, 
I personally would. I'd be all over it. That's what I thought. Because, why? I mean, it's this is an obvious answer. Why would you ever pass up on information that's available to you? And yes, John does know he has a fantastic sense of what's going on. He watches pretty much every practice. Yeah, but Chris is in every single room with Bradley Roby, and that's why I would do it to the guys you really trust. You obviously really trust Chris Harris. Chris Harris was the first guy the Broncos have just given money to, or that John Elway's just given money to when he did that with the incentives last year. So with with a guy like Chris, with a guy like Vaughn, uh, with a guy like Matt Paradis before this year, there's a few guys that you can trust in that do know more than you. I would do that. I don't think John Elway does. I don't either. Remember the other day when we were talking about baseball owners colluding? Mm. That definitely didn't happen here. <laughs> unless, uh, unless the Padres went rogue because they signed <laughs> Machado to a 10-year $300 million, which is exactly what the owners were trying to avoid. I thought I thought there was going to be a little discount. I thought it was going to be 10 years, $275 million, See, I thought is... it was going to be like eight years, mm. something in that range. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's your price for Nolan Arenado. Sorry, I mean, I just, that just popped up on the screen, so now I'm interested. Oh, could you imagine? What if a 10-year deal? Could you imagine that in football? No football team would ever consider it. Would any player be worth it? You have to wait till their rookie contract is done, so they're 25-26. Patrick Mahomes. Quarterback, yep. He would be. Yeah. Would Vaughn? Um, no. Yeah. God, no. Yeah. It's it's a quarterback. Quarterback is the position that can play the longest other than kicker. And it's the most important position. Dang, that's like that would actually make sense for a quarterback because in baseball, you the first four years, you hope they're great. You hope they're Hall of Fame. The next three years, you hope they're playing. And the last three years, you know they're gonna retire and, and not be playing in that ten year deal. Quarterback at twenty five, you could get prime from twenty five to thirty five. Yeah, and then there's probably a chance you want to sign him to another deal at the end <laughs> yeah. of that. And you would get a discount on, like, because let's say you normally do a four-year deal, right? Yeah. Um, the second four years that you signed on that 10-year deal would be a discount from what you would have had to pay them right. up front, you know? That's true. I Dang. mean, if it, think of it this way. If the Patriots would have signed Tom Brady at 31 to a 10-year deal, everyone would have said they were idiots. Yeah. And right now, they'd probably yeah. be paying him like $14 million a oh, season or something. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That needs, to, that needs to be in the CBA. I mean, honestly, if you're, if you're the Chiefs, you should sign him to a 15-year deal today. Man. What would a – let's do 10 because it's a little easier on the, the mental side. What would you sign Patrick Mahomes to? Same deal. 10 years, $300 million. <laughs> I don't think he'd accept it. Cause what did what he'd did be wise uh, not to, what did think... Aaron just go for? Thirty three or thirty two? Okay, so you give him ten years three fifty. I think you do. Wow. And just think about that. In what, five years? Thirty five million will probably be like what twenty million is now for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean eventually <laughs> there has to be a ceiling, right? It has to stop at some point. Yeah. I think. I'd, yeah. Um but you just guarantee that nothing funky happens you know what if it comes out you know a couple years down the road like Patrick Mahomes isn't seeing eye to eye with the owners or you know you just you can't take that risk you have the franchise quarterback that you've been longing for for ever 
you so you if i'm them i just back up the brinks trucks say here you go but that also cuts off your little window that we always talk about of the rookie contract quarterback but that's only one more year for them so i i would i mean what if tom brady retires and the patriots want to sign patrick mahomes and he's like wow i could go to the to yeah. the franchise that always goes to the super bowl <laughs> yeah maybe he's not that type of guy he doesn't seem like it but you don't want to. You just don't want to give him a chance to have those thoughts. No, you don't. You want to lock him up and make sure he doesn't leave. Brian, I'm looking at some of these. No, I mean, speaking of insane numbers, would you rather pay Jeff Hireman, tag him for eleven million dollars, or let's just say Colby Wadman was an un, uh, uh, unrestricted free agent, pay him the punter five point one million dollars? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> those are. <laughs> Those are insane numbers. I mean, I guess what if... punter is ruining this for everyone? I have... Because it's it's just like offensive line is stupid. Punters slash kickers. Which oh. still... I mean, Brandon McManus is getting, I think, $3 million this year. And he's one of the highest paid. So there must be just like three or four guys that are getting paid a ridiculous amount as kickers. That's crazy. I mean, kicker kind of makes sense. You gotta have a kicker. We see what we see what happened, you know, to the Bears yeah. by not having a kicker they trusted. But you have to, I, you have to feel like you could just, you know, recycle, right? And like trust your process to get a new one. There's a lot of guys kicking field goals out there. It's not like quarterback where there is a, uh, you know, a, um, a fixed amount. Like there's pretty much always only ten great quarterbacks available. Yeah, I feel like there's. At least twenty-five great kickers out there. I would think so. I would. I would certainly think so. Looking at wide receiver, the number for wide receivers is expected to be over seventeen million. Emmanuel's at eleven. Does that just seem like okay? Maybe it's actually a, a deal. deal? <sighs> probably. That's probably how the the Broncos are looking at it. I mean, especially because the wide receiver market isn't that enticing this year. Um, you know, like. Guys like Terrence Williams and yeah. um, who's the dude, the bust from the, the Bears? Kevin White. Like, those are the guys who are going to be out there that teams are going to be taking flyers on. Is he going to be a free agent? Yeah. Wow. What was he, like the eighth overall pick? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Same. I think actually higher. I think it was like fourth. Oh, my gosh. Never did a thing for them. I think he got hurt his rookie year yep. and then, yeah, never did anything. Like hurt in training camp. As a wide, if you're picking a wide receiver in the top ten, he better be Calvin Johnson. He better be the absolute truth, zero break potential. Yeah, I mean, think of it this way: it's the same draft class as Shane Ray, and people think Shane Ray's a bust, mm, and he yeah. contributed to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's about to go get paid now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll get a bag, he'll get some change. <laughs> um, but yeah. The franchise tag, really, uh, it's there for a reason. It's there for franchise players that you don't want to let go. It's been kind of abused throughout the years on certain positions, but that's where you are with you know with that. If, if this guy doesn't change your franchise, having him or not having him, then you shouldn't use it because you're, it's, it's way too expensive. Last thing on looking at these numbers, running backs, 11, pretty much $12 million dollars. How good does Philip Lindsay look right now, Ryan? <laughs> mm. Solid, you know, four fifty. You've got thousand. to be. I mean, Saquon Barkley looks like a great deal right now, and you broke it down per like yard last year or something. And wasn't Saquon over ten times 
mm-hmm. the value or, or Philip Lindsay was 10 times less than Saquon. Think about it. Saquon's getting paid 10 times more than Phil. Yeah. And Saquon's and their making numbers were comparable. And Saquon's making half of what the top five running backs are making. So just try to wrap your mind around that. Yeah, I wonder who the highest paid running back in the league was last year. Got to be Todd Gurley. Oh, right, right, right. They, what was that? Was that like... I think it was like 14, 15. <sighs> yeah. So, Phil's getting th- three times Yeah. the value. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess, last, last thing here. Safeties are the cheapest defensive position, averaging $12 million for the top five. Still too much. Way yeah. too much. It is. It is for... Yeah, for a position that if you have a stud one, you can still be weaker on the defense. All right, Ryan, speaking of all of this, the Broncos have a few newsworthy things today. Billy Turner's agent has been talking with the Broncos. Ryan, I think you and I said this yesterday or last Thursday. We thought Billy Turner was going to be a priority for the Broncos because of his versatility, because of how much John Elway likes him, uh, and, and how he's played as of recently, and it appears that is the case. It seems like they will want to sign him before he he can even hit free agency. This is this was predictable, right? We said it yesterday on the podcast. This is, <laughs> I mean, we said who are the Broncos' priority free agents on the team? It's Billy Turner and Jeff Hireman. Those are the two guys they really want to get signed. Yep. And you could say that's crazy. You could also say this this is a team that's won. 11 games over the last two years. No one's that valuable on it except for the main core stars. Um, so that that's one that I think will get done. Um, Billy Turner probably could go get some money on the open market. I mean, heck, Ty Sambrilo just got re-signed, and I don't know what the figures are, but the fact that they just signed him shows you that offensive line depth is a valuable thing in the NFL. And Ty Sambrilo, to his credit, can pretty much play four of the five positions on the line if you need him to. Um so you get a guy like that. That's why they traded for him in the first place. Now they want to keep him. He's he's started seven games as a Bronco over the last two years in Atlanta. He started six. So he's not a big piece for them, um, despite what some people in this market might want you to believe. <laughs> but he is depth, and he's versatile. And that is worth something in the NFL today. It's actually worth a lot. There just aren't enough offensive linemen out there who are good. So Billy Turner actually could probably go get paid on the open market. Maybe he feels like he has a real chance to start here in Denver, and that's why he's going to stay. Yeah, and I believe he will have a good chance to start probably at guard. But, I mean, that tackle position could be wide open. We know John Elway loves his potential, and you mentioned it. Versatile. He can play four positions along the offensive line, and really – I think even last year he was playing guard, started at guard, and then finished the game playing at right tackle after one of Jared Valdir's injuries. So last year he was on a one-year, $2 million contract. Maybe you're looking at a three-year, $9 million contract for him. Maybe he gets even more than that because if he believes he can start, and here's what I think the Broncos will avoid, is they will avoid trying to fill that hole at right tackle in free agency for a fourth year in a row through a third. I mean, this would be if they got, would this be the fifth year with a different right tackle? If Jared Valdir isn't the guy because they had, who was it? Like Ryan Harris slash Tyler Columbus slash, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Schofield. Yeah, so they're alone. That's 2015. 2016, wasn't that Donald Stevenson? Or no, 2016 was... Yeah, Donald Stevenson. And then 2017 was Menelik Watson. Uh-huh. And then 2018, 2018 was, was Holy cow. So it'd be even more than five in five years. But going into week one, it would be a different right tackle for the past five years. How wild is that? So I think that I think the Broncos will avoid doing that, whether that's Jared Valdir on a one-year contract, whether that's signing Billy Turner, which I believe they will, and making him the right tackle. You need continuity at some point. So I guess it makes sense. Huh. I don't know. I mean, continuity for continuity's sake is not exactly real continuity. Yeah. Continuity is when you have something you can trust and you can count on. Now, again, Jared Valdir played better than any of those other guys we named. Um, That's true. Except for maybe Columbus and Harris were both two pretty good vets that knew what they were doing over there. Yeah. Uh, just like Jared Valdir. Same, pretty much same exact thing. Right. Um, but, man, I mean, can you get a guy in the second round that you can put in there? And, and feel good about for the next five years? I would be so okay with that because then there's a plan and then you you at least think you're not going to have to replace him next year or the year after. All right, Ryan, other news along the offensive line. The Broncos are going to meet with Matt Paradis's agent at the Combine next week. What are they going to find out? They're going to find out that he wants more money than they're willing to pay. Yeah. Yep. I think they're going to... They, I think they're going to stay in. I think they're going to want to stay in single-digit millions. The Broncos. Yep. I think they're going to say, "Hey, we'll give you nine million a season. Mm-hmm. We will give you, you know, thirty guaranteed um, over four years. You know, we'll guarantee the contract because we know Matt is a reliable player who we can count on. We'll guarantee most of the contract, but we can't go that high. We just, you know, we have a lot of holes to fill. We can't pay him twelve million. And I think they're going to say, "Cool, thanks, but no thanks." And the reason for that is, what was he, a fifth-round draft pick? So he was getting paid chump change in NFL terms, of course. And then last year, he got his big, quote-unquote, payday in NFL terms, getting $2.9 million on uh, the RFA tag, the second-round tender they put on. That's nothing to what he's about to get. Like you said, he could get guaranteed $20, $30 million, and he wants, what, 11 12 13 million dollars. Said he wanted to match Ryan Jensen which is 11.25 a year, I believe. So you're asking to take him for for him to take like an 18% pay cut? That's significant. Yeah, I think uh Matt Paradis loves Colorado. I think he loves the Broncos, but he's also a very smart person. And I don't mean that as any insult to anyone else, but I think he sits there and says, "This is my only chance." Yeah. I just I feel like I'd be dumb to give up 18%. It's only four years of my life, even if I end up in some place I don't like. You know, uh, if it's maybe you end up in some place you really like. Maybe he ends up in I don't know. I'm just thinking thinking of random teams who need offensive line help. Minnesota, you know, and and they make a run at a Super Bowl, um, or maybe he ends up in Green Bay, uh, where he can play with Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's some really cool places where he could land. There's some bad play. Maybe he ends up in Tampa Bay and they suck forever. Oh well. Tampa Bay who's is who paid Ryan Jensen but you know wherever it may be I think he's a smart enough guy to say I can figure it out you know I'll I'll relearn the lay of the land and you know how to get to the locker room when you walk in the building for three million dollars more per year I'd probably do it too wouldn't you yeah, I think so. <laughs> and 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 he was so close 
to seeing it all slip away last year. He was an Iron Man before that injury last year, and maybe that gave him the realization that, okay, I need to get as much as I can. I need to listen to my agent. It's okay to leave Denver. And on the other hand, maybe it comes down to guarantees. Maybe if the Broncos fully guarantee uh, a four-year, $36 million contract, I mean, that'd be a ton of guarantees, obviously. But but maybe, maybe that's what doesn't... And I think that's probably the saving grace for him to stay here is that guaranteed money if the Broncos are willing to pony that up. Guaranteed is all that matters from a player standpoint. So if one team wants to offer you $12 million a year, but they're going to front load the contract with guarantees in the first two years, maybe a little in the third year and nothing in the fourth, that's a three-year contract worth $28 million or however much they guaranteed you because they're just going to cut you when they can. Um, so maybe the Broncos can load up the guarantees and, and keep him because he's a guy who you feel you feel comfortable guaranteeing money to. Um, you know who he is, and you know he is essentially an Ironman who got unlucky with a bad injury last year, but luck is all that injuries really are in the first place. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, um, there is plenty to talk about from the question standpoint, but we don't even have to break because I'm going to tell you about our friends – over at get around if you're ever in need of a car truck or vehicle for a few hours or a few days get around is at your service get around is a car sharing app you can literally unlock cars near you through their app it's just like the scooters but with a real car better yet if you have a car sitting around make some extra money for your next vacation get around's insurance policy and 24 7 customer service have you covered go to get.co backslash bsn and save 15 dollars on your first rental or visit get.co backslash bsn and sign up for free to rent your car out and start making money fast. All right, Zach, well, we don't have a thousand questions today, but we still have quite a few. Why don't you uh, get us started with what the fans are talking about today? First one coming in from Mark IT Snatch, Mark It Snatch, something like that. Uh, he says, first off, with all of this talk about In and Out, Five Guys, and Shake Shack, you live in Colorado. And have yet to mention good times. What gives? What gives is you ain't paying attention, my guy. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday and many times before. I this. talked about the guacamole bacon burger, too. Yeah, I was, I was talking about maybe one of the best fast food burgers I've ever had. You, you, this was a blind comment. And good times, is it just Colorado? Or is it kind of the Rocky Mountain region born in Colorado? I think there are maybe some in like Utah, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, man, it's good. The fries. You can't I mean you you've mentioned the sauce, the wild fry sauce. I said wild fries and wild sauce is the <laughs> best fries you can get at any fast food joint. Better than McDonald's fries. I must say, I just found out about the wild sauce when we were down at the senior bowl. We didn't have good times there, but I didn't know there was such a thing. Of course I knew about the fries, but never heard of the sauce. The oh man. <laughs> have you had it since? No. Bro, I need to. You need to go. Some, I need to. <laughs> you need to go get some wild fries with wild sauce. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about this soon, if not the next comment. He says, he continues and says, that said, there is speculation of the Broncos moving on from Matt Paradis. With that in mind, what do you think of bringing in Ryan Jensen from Tampa Bay? He's a Colorado native, Fort Morgan High School and CSU Pueblo grad, and his first NFL quarterback was Joe Flacco. The only problem is he is starting year two of a four-year contract with the Bucks. Seems like a decently sized problem wouldn't you say yep probably <laughs> um so the only way you could get ryan jensen would be to trade for him which means not only would you be paying him about what you don't want to pay matt paradis you also would have to give up assets for him 
it's it's uh, unfortunately it's not an option. It'd be great to have another Colorado native on the line and in the building, but he's essentially not an option for another two years. Yeah, that's ten and a half million bucks too. If if you're gonna pay that money, you pay it to Matt, right? Exactly. And I I I don't know the free agents off the top of my head, but if there's another center out there for five six million dollars on the open market, in my mind, if you move on from Matt. You're not looking at those guys either. You're you're saying Connor McGovern is going to be a better value than Matt Paradis. He may not be as good of a player. Uh, maybe Sam Jones can do that, but probably this year it's Connor McGovern. Uh, and then you just move on from there. You don't go and sign another semi-big money guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what John's philosophy on this is. He's drafted one good offensive lineman, and his name is Matt Paradis. Mm. Maybe that helps him stick around. Right, yeah, because you want to keep your – draft picks around and certainly john wants to yeah and maybe you could make the case for bulls at the end of next year you can't do it right now no no you can't do that next one coming in from bad one 88 he says bad one log 23 hey zach and ryan no real bronco talk today this is my first off season with bsn and the coverage is insane keep it up now now let's talk about your visit to chicago i moved to downtown chicago in september and would love to link up for a meat or cold beverage when you guys are in town i owe you a plate of nachos because i drafted Lindsay in one of our leagues that i own let's make that happen i would love to link up your boy bad one let's make it happen the only problem is zach will only be in chicago for a matter of hours because mm-hmm. we're like i said we're flying into chicago we're catching a bus we have about three hours uh in chicago before we're gonna head down so it's just gonna be a quick bite before we head down um but i'll be back for the weekend so maybe we can figure something out then is it gonna be a cold time in chicago probably i feel like it's always cold february every time I've ever been there. <laughs> actually no i went there in the summer once it was amazing it would be so fun to go for uh what's the music festival uh lollapalooza lollapalooza it's never gonna happen if I'm doing this awesome job. <laughs> <laughs> I went, um, I went there randomly in the middle of the summer, and I hit up my only friend who I knew that lived there, and he was like, "Oh, I have a bunch of free concert, uh, a bunch of free tickets to this concert tonight," and it was just like a country concert in a giant parking lot with like all these food carts and all that stuff it was awesome I had an amazing time. I feel like there's always something like that going on in Chicago because Denver. Denver's a, a real city. It's good-sized. Chicago, New York, those are just behemoths. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I also ended up in a bar there that still allows smoking. Mm. It was not an enjoyable experience. <laughs> no. It's so, it's so bizarre to think that was just the norm. I, I, like, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll not be on the bucket list this time. Yeah, no, not probably not going to make it back there. <laughs> Somehow it got like grandfathered in though uh, when they changed the laws. Okay, yeah. It's been around forever. I went to, when I was in Chicago, we went to a Blackhawks game and it was when they were, when they were the Blackhawks, the championship Blackhawks. We had these awesome seats. It was a 0-0 game in the first period, in the second period, in the third period. We went to go get another round of cold ones. Right at the first minute of overtime, they scored game over. We weren't even in our seat. We didn't even see it. What a rookie move. Why would you go to get? (sighs) It was bad. And I think they weren't even selling them then. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Usually, <laughs> alcohol sales stop at the end. Like, it was brutal. End of the second. I yeah, think. it was brutal. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> I was in the I was in the building that Jordan was though, so there that was go. cool. Uh, from Bronco Duck, I've been thinking about defensive line depth. I hope we lock up Shelby Harris long term. We have Gatsas who uh, looked better this year, but what else? I like Wolf and Pecco, but do you see both back, or will the front office change it up and bring in some free agent vets like Gerald McCoy? Hmm. I mean. PFF had they put out their rankings of best defensive linemen in the AFC West, and it was Shelby Harris was number one, Chris, Chris Jones, Jones number two, Domitad Pecco and Derek Wolf three and four. So that would tell you, just based off last year, you need to keep all three of these guys. Now, Shelby Harris trending up at better than anyone else, pretty much. Derek Wolf, I don't know. I don't know if he's trending up. He's trending down. He's trending neutral. Down. Uh, trending down. And then Domita Pecco, clearly trending down. Does he have another year? Does he have another one-year, $3.5 million contract? Maybe. If you sign him to a one-year, $3 million contract, could he be completely beat out by every other defensive lineman on the roster? I wouldn't be shocked. So it, those are the tough decisions to make. The Patriots, they'd probably move on from Domita and Derek Wolf this year. John always shown that he likes to keep guys and keep that familiarity around. You get one. Pecco or Wolf? Wolf. Really? I'd go Pecco. I price as well? well I guess yeah, you have I mean, to take you that. Pay yeah, the guys what they're th- then getting. I go Pecco. Okay. Because what do you think his price would be? Small. 3? 4 3 4, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's a third of what Derek Wolf's cap is going to be. Yeah. I, I, and I also just think Domita's position doesn't exactly requ- – like, you can be good and old at, at right. uh, nose tackle. Right. Really, all you have to do is be big. Yeah. And you don't really have to be that athletic. He actually is pretty athletic. He does a good job of, like, sniffing out screens and stuff like that. I don't think you're going to lose much of that. Um, but he's just very good at being big and sturdy. And that's what he does in there. And he's also an Iron Man. So, love Derek Wolf. Love everything he's done for the Broncos. He is a warrior as well. He's not as durable, but he's a warrior. Um, I just, I think you can probably, you could probably be fine without him. How comfortable are you with Adam Gotsis being one of your two starting defensive ends? Comfortable enough. And uh, the guy we haven't talked about much, Shelby Harris. You're very comfortable with him being a starter, right? Is he a franchise tag option? He's a restricted free agent, so much cheaper. Two right. Point- so they'll, well, they'll, why don't, they'll just throw a second round tender on him. Exactly. There you go. That, All right. That that's, works. Ex- that's exactly what you'll do. So then that makes it easier to move on from Derek Wolf too, because you have his replacement, who's trending up, like we said, much cheaper than him. And then there's your defensive line right there. And now you you get some rotational guys. Maybe they use another second-round draft pick on a defensive lineman. Uh, and, and you also have some guys that you like. Yeah, I, I could totally see the Broncos going and getting – is it Jeffrey Simmons? I think so, yep. That has Broncos written all over it. Mm. Torn ACL. Oh, man, the second round? Mm. Or does he fall even further? I don't know. If he falls far enough, that has Broncos written all over Did it. He, he also had – he's from Mississippi State, right? Yes. And he had the uh, – off the field issue right so he wasn't going to be able to participate in the combine and now he has the acl tear that'll be very interesting 
I'm I'm all about getting these type of guys if all if their ch- character checks out enough, which it seems like it will. Seems like he had a terrible incident. He, he get enough. Wasn't it? It wasn't even. Uh, I don't want to be wrong on this, but I thought it was like a fight he got in. Like, I think so. Not with another. Not man, like domestic violence right. or anything like that. Um, I think he just got in a fight like his freshman year of high school yeah. or college. Yeah, and I think the NFL is putting a crackdown. I don't know if it's recent. It feels like this is a recent thing where if there's any violent acts that you've had in your past, they're not allowing you to participate in the combine. Um, and these guys, um, the receiver from CSU, Preston Williams, Preston Williams, both of them aren't allowed to participate in the combine. Obviously, Jeffrey can't participate now. Um, but they're both allowed to go to the combine and talk with teams. So as long as he checks out, man, that'd be a great flyer. Are they allowed to talk? I thought they were just allowed to go through the physical process. Really? Like okay. where they could, you know, just get take a physical, get weighed. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I, it's just that. I think that's what it was. Okay. But yeah. Um, I think I think that has Broncos written all over. That's, that's like John Elway's MO is like getting guys – who are super talented but end up being cheaper because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Bradley Roby, Shane Ray, mm. um, Jake Butt, uh, Devontae Booker. I mean, you. Mm. there are tons of guys who fit the mold. I love it. I would love the move. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it makes sense in a lot of sense, but it is a sw- it's a swing. Oh. You know, like it didn't work out with Devontae Booker. It didn't work out with Jake Butt. It kind of worked out with Bradley, Bradley Roby. It didn't work out with Shane Ray. Now, not all of those were because of the incident. And in the end, you probably got a good value because you got a player who didn't belong there. But a bust is a bust. And if you don't pick up the fifth-year option on a first-round pick, they're a bust to me. So Shane Ray ends up being a bust. And a guy that did work out, I believe Maurice Hurst, uh, I think he was a Michigan lineman last year, was a first supposed to be a first-round pick, had a neck injury. which that was a heart condition. A heart, Yeah, it was a heart condition, which is just so bizarre and probably turned a lot of teams off just because they didn't know enough about it and didn't know how it was going to play through since it was a bizarre thing he was a stud this year for the Raiders I think they got him in the fifth round or something like that something crazy so I mean there's recent examples of these things just turning out to be pure gold yeah and again the Broncos would be all about it um and that would be a nice little addition for them Mm -hmm. uh if it pans out you know and how about this what's the window Super Bowl isn't this year yeah, but that's not how they're operating. Which I know. Just throws I know. Me off every I know. Because like I'm totally for like starting to th- plan for three years from now, and, yeah. and a Simmons pick like that makes perfect sense for that. But that's it doesn't fit with the Von Miller Chris Harris Jr. window, which I think they're pretty fixated on right now. And I guess if it's like a Jake Butt where he falls to the fifth, and you can get him there or the fourth, then then that's when they realize this is a good value. Yeah. Real quick, what do you think of the? Not allowing players to go to the combine if they have violent crime <sighs> issues. I think it's a case by case thing. I mean, especially if they're not allowed to talk, aren't these the guys that you want to talk to the most? So that that to me is very very silly. I, I completely understand it if it's a case that's being under review, um, or if you want to go down the domestic route. Anything in that category, not allowed at any of our things. We're not going to celebrate you. But I do think the the his case it was a fight. He may have even been in high school or something, senior year of high school or a freshman. That seems like a bummer. Yeah, I think there's there's no reason for this to be black and white. So why right. make it black and white? Right. Is it just laziness? 
Yeah, yeah, and really just trying to protect the image? I don't know, because you're going to let that guy play in the league. <laughs> right. It's not like you're saying you can't play in the league. Yeah. If you want to go down that route and, and put a hard stance and say, if you have this and you're proven guilty, you cannot play in the NFL, I'll be all for it. Right. But to just say you can't come to the combine, like who's who's making that call and why does it make any sense? Is it – it can't be to protect them, can it? I was thinking, wouldn't you kind of want? Wouldn't you want to throw him out to the wolves and see how he does with the media and players? I'm sure, especially at that time, are probably nervous, don't like it. Put him in a situation where he's he has to get used to these questions. I don't know. Maybe it was like a, a reaction to Reuben Foster. Yeah. <laughs> there, maybe they lost. Maybe there was like a lawsuit from the that medical personnel person that he got in a fight with and the lawsuit like they had to settle and say like okay we won't let guys like this come anymore is the nfl scared of violence no they are no. like they don't give a damn that's what makes yeah. me mad i'm like don't no. pretend like you care all you're doing is making it harder for these teams to evaluate it doesn't mean he's not going to play yeah yeah if i'm john i want to talk to him to see if that was a one-time issue and you could you could just bring him in on one of your, your official visits yeah you could so it's just weird it is just a double it's like a, a double standard or whatever right. you want to call it it just doesn't add up with the way you tr you act the rest of the time no all right next one here from mr freeze i'm a big fan of chipotle and it's far better with than mcdonald's with that being said for argument's sake chipotle is even faster food than mcdonald's their ingredients are pre-made and put in warming bins and exposed to the air and whatever else is floating around behind the seas guard <laughs> what chipotle is also runs through oh, okay we're not gonna go there <laughs> uh, just because the environment is a little nicer and the ingredients may be better does not make it not fast food yes it does because <laughs> it's about quality also you can see them cooking the chicken right in front right. of you it's not like they just send <laughs> yeah. it in in a bag and like that's what they do at mcdonald's it just comes in in a bag oh man i watched a documentary in class one time about pink slime oh i don't even want to know you what know what is. it is no well it's it's illegal now or banned by the fda now so you don't have to worry about it but that's how chicken nuggets were made at mcdonald's and places like that is it wasn't pieces of chicken that's it was disgusting. this pink slime that's so disgusting. and that's why they were like foamy and stuff oh my god stop <laughs> um yeah no there's nothing chipotle is not fast food i'm sorry I'll never buy you. There's no argument you can make that will change my mind. No, and it it doesn't matter. It's still called fast. We're not calling this like slow sit down food. It's it's fast casual. You know, it's it's not a restaurant, but it's certainly not McDonald's. No, not at all. Here, here's here's kind of a basic way to think of it. If all of the restaurants have a drive through, it's probably fast food. If because I know like a few sandwich shops that I don't consider fast food, but a few of them have drive throughs but most of them don't. Chipotle's, maybe there's one that does. I don't know of any that have a drive through no. But maybe there's one or two, and you could point to that. But in general, they don't. Yeah, and they're also, like, again, it's about the way you, like, the way <laughs> you feel after you eat it. <laughs> well, I don't know Mr. Freeze is saying he feels but, one way. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, even if it, like, you got some, like, digestive stuff going on, all I'm saying is, like, after you eat McDonald's, you feel like you hurt your body. I agree. You instantly regret it. Yes. You feel like you just did something bad. Like, maybe not everyone feels this way, but, like, like when I was in high school, I, like, smoked a cigarette, and I was like... Ooh, I feel like I just did something really bad to my body. <laughs> like, that doesn't feel good anywhere. 
that's how I feel about eating McDonald's. I'm like, I eat it and I'm like, mm, why did I do that? That now I feel like I might have just lost a few days or, <laughs> or weeks off my life. Have you had, ever had their uh, queso? McDonald's queso? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although speaking of McDonald's, they have this whole new campaign with bacon. Have they never had bacon before? I don't know. I did see they were doing like a Big Mac with bacon. Yeah, and one day, like a month ago, you could get bacon on anything for free. Like you could put it on your ice cream, you could put it on your burger, you could put it on your cheese fries, and it was free. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was their way to promote it. Interesting. I haven't had a Big Mac in probably 10 years, but <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> All right, um... What were we? What was the? Uh, oh, you oh, were, cute guy, uh, queso from Chipotle. Yeah, I've had it. No, it's not good. Uh, yeah, that for the texture is weird. Well, they've improved it since they first dropped it because okay. I had it like the first day it was available, okay. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. And then Brandon Spano was like, no, it's actually good. You have to try it again. So I tried it okay. again, and I was like, okay, I, I would order this, but there's so many better uh, quesos out there, like. Qdoba's queso. I don't even like Qdoba. Qdoba's queso <laughs> blows Chipotle's out of the water. And then the best one is at Torchy's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their queso's off the charts. Torchy's, Torchy's is so freaking good. So good. And uh, I guess that shows you how or why Chipotle isn't fast food is because their queso, they don't slack on the ingredients because isn't their whole thing, their queso is like real cheese and stuff? Yeah, and it's all fresh ingredients. They didn't want to break their mold just to have queso, and that's why it's not that good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, he goes on to say, um, just be, oh, oh, oh. Bringing back it around to the Broncos, Keenum is like McDonald's and Flacco is like Chipotle. So from now on, I'll be calling him Joe Fast Casual <laughs> Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Perfect exp- explanation, except for. I don't like Joe Flacco as much as I like Chipotle. <laughs> but I do feel the same way about Case Keenum as I do about McDonald's. Man, I like this. So then who's uh give me like a top ten quarterback from like five to ten. Uh Cam Newton. Okay. Cam Newton. He's like a, a restaurant. What restaurant? Like uh probably not a chain. Chain's probably like ten to fifteen range. Okay, so like outside of like the Applebee's room. <laughs> right. So, you know, your your local nice restaurant that you like. And then the top five, those are like steakhouses, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then the net, yeah. <laughs> you got the Chipotle window and then you've got the McDonald's window. What would like, uh, is McDonald's like the worst? Yeah. My, McDonald's okay. is the bottom five. I don't, does it get, <laughs> is there worse? I don't think so. Like it tastes good. Also, right. it still of tastes course, good. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to hate on McDonald's from a taste standpoint, but like, what restaurant is low quality and doesn't taste good? I feel like that. Oh, In and Out Burger. No. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. You're setting that one up. Uh, but no, I think McDonald's is the final, final tier. We could probably do tiers of just burgers, except it would be a lot more polarizing. It would be. All right. Um, Mr. Free said the Meatheads comment was in regards to another comment, commenter who mentioned it. I remember someone mm. talking about something in Chicago. I just don't remember it being called okay. Meatheads. Okay. I don't know. He goes on to say, the only claim to fame my area has for food is the birthplace of Taco Pizza. Other than that, we just uh, get hand-me-downs from the rest of the country. Taco Pizza sounds good. So it's a pizza with taco stuff? Or is it a taco with pizza stuff? No, it's stuff? definitely a taco-flavored pizza. Okay. 
I think I've had that once. They have like um, a Mexican pizza at Taco Bell, but it's not actually a pizza. It's just like another way of forming Taco Bell. On a tostada or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, from H-Town Bronco. Quick thought. (laughs) More food talk. I remember last (laughs) week you guys were talking about Mexican quote-unquote fast food. Well, this upcoming season when Denver travels to Houston, you bet I'll be there, you must check out Taco Cabana. Not sure either one of you have heard of it, but it's big in Texas. It's 1,000 times better than Taco Bell. I almost feel bad that that's what you guys like. I can't be hating too hard, though, because I also love Taco Bell when I lived in Denver, so I sympathize. But being in Houston has opened up a whole new world of Mexican cuisine. You'll never want to go back. Wow. Taco Cabana's slogan, or maybe not slogan, but how it describes itself, Mexican fast casual restaurant. Oh, out of the running. (laughs) Out of the running. Sorry Sorry to do that to you. Um, yeah, I mean, the closer you get to Mexico, the better Mexican mm. food you're going to get. Oh, gosh. I can Sauces have to be the difference, right? And maybe. That's also like seasonings and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Meat options, because I'm pretty sure I talk about like you only, your only option is ground beef and chicken. Yeah, I don't. Oh, there's also the steak. Though. Do you that's go for bad. the steak, though? I don't know. I'm just kind of like, can it be? I've had, I think I've had it. I think there used to be like some sort of, oh, the grilled steak burrito. That was pretty solid. Mm, man. But I usually just go with the chicken. Oh, looks like they may have some uh, tasty alcoholic beverages here. Some, yeah, uh, some. See, H-Town Bronco, you're <laughs> cheating the system. We wouldn't, if I, I, I wouldn't have fact-checked you, but Zach had to. Oh, it's looking good, though. It it's looks like good. A, it just sounds like Santiago's now or right, exactly. um, Viva Burrito, right? which yep. are great. Yep, but not fast food. All right, he goes. Anyway, some football talk. I'm slowly getting around to the Joe Flacco trade. This is, by the way, the new uh, format of comments. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a food take, and then we can talk about football. Uh, at least he can actually throw the ball downfield and not underthrow it every time. If we had Flacco last year, we would have been nine and seven and snuck into the playoffs. First KC match, we would have won, and Houston and Cleveland. Shoot, maybe even more. And since we don't even really seem to have a choice, it's in Elway we trust until they kick him out. He's still done more in five years as a GM than 90% of the other GMs. I got to stop being a spoiled brat about my Broncos. And here's the thing. Even if you don't like the move, because I totally understand not liking the move, realize how small of an investment it is. $18.5 million is nothing. Broncos could cut him. The Broncos could draft a quarterback. Drew Locke could slide to them. Kyler Murray could, could fall to them at 10. And they could say, wow, we honestly did not see a scenario where this would happen, and we want to go with the young kid, we're going to move on from Joe Flacco, and it's going to cost us $0. Now, it would cost him a fourth. A fourth-round pick is nothing. If you end up getting your quarterback of the future, you're happy moving on from a fourth. This is just ultra protection for them. I think I would cry tears of joy. (laughs) If number one fell? Yeah, If, if Murray fell. Number one in multiple ways. Yes, in my heart and in the roster and in terms of quarterbacks (laughs) in this class. Um, In terms of players in this class? uh, Yeah, I would take a number one, Mm. no matter what. Wow. Even if you had, say, a Josh Rosen on your team? 100%. (laughs) 100%. Wouldn't even think twice about it. Uh, And and I like Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is not – he is, in my opinion, he's going to be a, a good to very good starting quarterback. In my opinion, Kyler Murray is a generational talent. Hear about this, or how about this? You are Cliff Kingsbury. You have the number one pick, just like they do this year. Obviously, you would trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler. 
What about the other four quarterbacks taken in the first round last year? Which of those guys would you do the same, and which ones would you not trade and not draft Kyler and keep? If, to make this more simple, if I was ranking all the quarterbacks from the last two years, uh, I would rank Kyler Murray second. Baker one? Yep. Okay. So you'd have to have, the, yeah, the number one quarterback, the number one player taken last year is the only one who would trump Kyler. In my opinion, yes. And the only reason I'm really leaning Baker because I actually think Kyler Murray is a better passer of the ball and obviously a better runner is because Baker just has that thing that cannot be quantified and he has it in spades. <laughs> and so you have to value that at some point here. I don't think Darnold has that. I don't think Rosen has that. I don't think Josh Allen has that. I don't think Drew Locke has that. I don't think any, there hasn't been a quarterback that I can remember that I knew coming out of the draft. Oh, when he walks in the building, everyone is going to respect him instantly. Yeah. There isn't that guy out there, so I have to put him number one. But other than that, in terms of abilities, I think Kyler's the best. That shows you. Shows you what you think. That's impressive. Yeah. I think I think he's a the next star. I think he's gonna be a, an out and out star. And if anyone wants to put him in a camp where he's competing for the job, he's going to blow them away. I think he will. Very, very easily, too. He's a guy that's going to be able to have success in training camp and have success his rookie season. Are you thrown off the scent by the Cardinals as they would like you to be with the whole, like, Josh is our guy thing at all? Does that make – does that give you any – did that make you pause and say, oh, okay, they're not going to take Kyler Murray? Not at all because – and I had a few people ask me after that. They said, well, no, I mean, they, they both said Josh is their guy. Come on. What, what else are they going to say? Because it, it doesn't benefit them in any way to get off of Josh Rosen right now. They need to stay on that, and they need to build the value of that number one pick uh, with Kyler potentially being there, with everyone being on the table. And and also, let's say they decide last minute they don't like Kyler. Well, if they've already thrown Josh under the rug, that's a problem. So don't do that. Yeah, that's the main thing for me is you want – uh, Josh Rosen ferociously preparing right now. Right. If you all of a sudden undercut him and say, yeah, we're not sold on Rosen. We're thinking of taking Murray. Well, then all of a sudden he has like uh, s- some negative feelings towards the organization. If you come out and you say he's our guy, he's like, okay, I'm safe. You know, maybe he doesn't feel that entirely because Josh Rosen's a really smart guy, but he's saying, I'm good. I'm going to keep preparing as if I'm the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And if they decide to change their mind, or what if someone comes with, at them with a ridiculous trade offer? Someone wants Kyler Murray, and they want no doubts about it, and yep. they trade up yep. three first-round picks for him. Yep. Well, then you just won, and you still have Josh Rosen, and now you have three additional first-round picks to continue building your completely barren roster. If not, then you just take Kyler Murray number one, and you probably never even have to talk to Josh Rosen again. <laughs> nope. You're shipping him out for a second. Some team will easily trade you a second for him, I would imagine. Or a first. Yeah. Some team, there might be a team out there that will trade a first for him. And you do that draft night. Yeah. If I were the Broncos, I would strongly consider it. Yeah. Maybe it's a three-team trade where the Broncos, you know, trade down to 18, get some assets, and then trade 18 to the Cardinals for Josh Rosen. Until your quarterback situation's completely figured out, why would you not be open to a guy that was a top 10 pick last year? 
Yeah. Again, it's always tough because you say, well, John didn't like Josh Rosen last year, and we don't know how much. We, we did hear some buzz about the Broncos and Rosen, so I don't think he just hated him. Yeah. The question is, if you told John Elway last year he could draft Bradley Chubb at five and Josh Rosen at ten, mm. would he have done it? Right. For the for next year's first round pick, that would have been the deal. Right. It's enticing. I think he would have done it. Yeah, I think so too. So, anyways, let's get to the rest of these questions on the other side of me going to break. <laughs> What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, It's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward. Anyone else that's voting, it's the place to be. Uh, They've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens coming to you. And make sure you use the promo code BRONCOS to subscribe to BSN Denver. We're going to hook you up with a one-year subscription for just $29.99 when you use that promo code BRONCOS, um, which is an insane deal based on the amount of content you're getting and you know the retribution that you're paying us for all the times you listen to this podcast for free. Uh, but on top of that, when we beat out all these other teams uh, that we're competing with in terms of the Avs, um, Rockies, and Nuggets, and our colleagues, when you guys get us more promo codes than they get, which we currently have the lead, you are going to get a free shirt, a free t-shirt from bsndenverlocker.com for subscribing using that promo code. And the shirts are sweet. I'm wearing one as we speak. Uh, so make sure you go and subscribe. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help us and help yourself and get some great coverage in the process. I'm wearing one of the shirts now as well. And here's the thing, Ryan, there, there's kind of a buzz that there's going to be some big time, maybe not big time news, but a lot of news coming down the pipe with the Broncos starting next week. When we're at the combine, we're going to be there. We're going to be finding out all this stuff. So it, I understand if you've been waiting, you're like, ah, it's February Broncos stuff really isn't happening. Well, Last week's stuff happened. Next week's stuff is going to happen. And then we're at free agency. Then we're at the draft. I mean, now is the time. So I understand if you've been sitting back, but don't waste any more time. Make sure you're locked and loaded for this weekend and everything that's going to follow. Use that code BRONCOS. Help yourself out and help us out. Let's do it. All right, let's continue on with the questions here. And this one comes in from TrueChampFan24. He says, hey, guys, with all the food talk, I had to chime in. I'm not sure if uh, Denver has Cafe Rio or not, but it's by far the best fast, casual food place, way better than Chipotle and Qdoba. Have you had Cafe Rio, Ryan? No. Okay. Is there one in Denver? There is. Yeah, there's not many. I've heard of, like, the Rio. It's not the same thing. It's not. No, that's a restaurant. Cafe Rio, there's one on Colorado and, like, Cherry Creek Drive. It is... The meat choices there are out of this world. I think it's a sweet pork barbacoa. Unreal. Wow. Absolutely unreal. But you got to be, you know, Chipotle and, and Qdoba, very similar. 
at Cafe Rio, you still go down the line, but their rice is different. Their meat choices are very different. So it's it's different, and it's juicier. I'll say that. I was expecting a very, you know, just like Chipotle, a clean burrito. No, nothing, nothing's clean about this. Flavors are out of this world, though. That's That sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Sweet uh, pork barbacoa if you go. Is there something – is it better than Chipotle? <sighs> it's different because I, I do agree. Chipotle is better than Qdoba. Um, that, that's easy also, to Also, Illegal Pete's deserves a shout-out in this, in this competition as well. I, I like Illegal Pete's too. I like Illegal Pete's nachos. I love Illegal Pete's nachos. Their queso is out of this world. A burrito, though, you just you can't beat Chipotle's burrito, you know? Something about the, the the tortilla is like the perfect consistency. It's true. The rice is also perfect, yep. and then everything else just kind of falls into place. It's really those two things that are the biggest difference from you making it at home. The tortilla, oh, yeah. you're like, what is this garbage tortilla? And then the rice, why is this rice sticky and not good? Yeah, like it doesn't have the right consistency. No. <laughs> uh, when I was in college, I actually looked into buying a tortilla steamer. <laughs> like they have, because I was like, that's the difference. Yep. You got to be able to press the tortilla. <laughs> Could you imagine having, those things are huge. They're so big. <laughs> You'd have to have Mexican five nights a week. I mean, that would be fine with me. <laughs> I could for sure eat Mexican every meal. Yeah, I probably could too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He goes on to say, on the water topic, oh, we're still staying away from the Broncos here. I drink only bottled water because I grew where I grew up in Montana. Wait a minute. Someone yesterday was saying Montana That's water is great. Best water. He says the tap water is fairly toxic to <laughs> one's health. Zach seems like he would enjoy this little research project. Zach, look up the Berkeley pit in good old Butte, uh, Montana. That's pronounced... Ah, like that nice. car sure is a butte. Yeah, yeah got you got it. it. I got you. <laughs> um, is that a is that a restaurant? The Berkeley Pit? It's I don't. Be. I don't. I thought it had to be like a research topic about the drinking water. No, you're just like <laughs> always like typing in the restaurant. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll about. pull it up. We'll I'll see. let you go after that. Um, he also says also random thought, and this hurts to say out loud. As a Utah Jazz fan, I'll allow the Broncos to take Jazz DM Dennis Lindsay from Utah, the guy who turned Eric Green into cash and Rudy Gobert. Uh, thanks, Nuggets. And Trey Lyles into Donovan Mitchell. Thanks, Nuggets. Sorry for the long-winded post. Love this group. Y'all bring the heat. Yeah, not exact. Well, speaking of bringing the heat, maybe I'm looking up the wrong Berkeley pit, <laughs> but it's a former open pit copper mine located in Butte, Montana. It's one mile long by a half mile with an approximate depth of 1,700 feet. <laughs> Why is this relevant? <laughs> I have no Maybe idea. Maybe it made copper get into the water. <laughs> Maybe. And apparently some people like the taste of copper in their water because you're right. Just yesterday... Someone said Montana's the best tap water. Maybe the maybe there's a a, a restaurant named after that pit. <laughs> it's like a, it's a play on words because it's like a barbecue place. Right, that would make sense. Not seeing anything All come right, up. Well, congrats on the research project. <laughs> <laughs> From Warmac fourteen. Hey guys, for several weeks now, I've been thinking about the deep threat option denver needs i almost read that as deep throat uh, <laughs> what about flacco's former teammate john brown is he a number one receiver no but i followed him for several years in t including his time in arizona he ran a 434 and runs solid routes i would love him to have him here yeah that would be a decent option there's just uh one really unfortunate problem john brown has a sickle cell trait so he can't play at altitude um or it's it's dangerous for him to play at altitude uh if you remember going back to the um Broncos Steelers playoff days Ryan Clark yeah couldn't play in Denver because he has that trait it's happened a couple other times with a couple other players 
happens with the college teams too sometimes. So really unfortunate thing, but it does rule John Brown out for the Broncos. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Good job remembering that, Ryan. And he would very much fit the profile, though, of kind of a one-trick pony. He's a guy you want to look at and say, okay, can we get a guy like this for Joe Flacco that right. you know can just run a deep route and, and, and get open. Right. He finishes off by, keep up the good work, a Bronco from Texas. Warmack chimes in on that and says, also, we made it to Denver for the home open against the Chargers in 2017. Denver Biscuit Company is outstanding as well as Doghouse. A must try. And funny enough, I mean, I haven't talked about Denver Biscuit Company in a long time. And uh, I, fi- I found out last night that I'll be going there in a few weeks. So oh, wow. I'll, be, I'll be able to give the report. You have a you have a brunch planned a few weeks in advance? Yeah, it never happened to me either. <laughs> so it's meant to be. Wow, I, can, I don't. I don't even know what I'm gonna have for lunch today. <laughs> um, I do got. I do need to try it though. I've heard it's great. All right, from 49th State Bronco. Hi guys. First off, Alaska water is definitely coming, but it will be a bit delayed because I'm Ooh. traveling out of state for about a week and a half. Top priority when I get home. Well, you got to let us know where you're traveling to and how that tap water is. Yeah, and also <laughs> what local food joints are there that are good. <laughs> Um, he says most of the talk with respect to the early draft picks and free agency has been about quarterback and defense, but we've been trying to fix the O line for a couple of years now without much success. Yes. The QB situation is frustrating, but I think the swings and misses on O line are equal or more frustrating. What do you think Munchak's biggest challenge is, and how much do you think he can realistically squeeze out of what we already have? Hmm. I mean, it's a good question. Isn't the biggest challenge for Mike Garrett Bowles? Yeah, he's got to make Garrett Bowles look like a first-round pick. Yeah, exactly. Now, realistic to say he has to make him look like a franchise left tackle for 15 years? No, because he was picked 20th overall. He makes needs to make him look like that. He needs to make him look like the Broncos want to pick up the fifth-year option. Oh, at least. Oh, man. We can't be talking about another one where it's borderline or no. So, wait, it was Shane Ray. Who's the next one? So Bradley Roby was the year before Shane Ray? But they did pick up that fifth. Okay. Um, I think it was the year. It might have been two. Shane Ray, was it Paxton? Yes. Shane Ray, then Paxton. So Paxton is off. Didn't even make it to year three. Yeah, didn't even make it to year three. Then Garrett. Yeah. You cannot go three in a row. That would be bad. Yeah, real bad. Bradley Chubb, we're thinking that that's going to be a hit. Top five pick, gosh. Yeah. That's probably going to be a fifth-year option pickup. Yeah, I would think so. Man, Garrett needs to save John here. He does. Or John will just save himself. Even if he's trash, he'll pick it up. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, I think I think that's his biggest challenge is, is making Garrett look legit. Um, and it also might be turning Connor McGovern into a passable center. And it also may be turning, in, turning Billy Turner into whatever position he actually is. Who knows if he's a if he's a true guard or if he's a true tackle? Yeah, maybe he becomes a good right tackle for the Broncos. Oh gosh, year. maybe. I mean, this may be more difficult of a job than being the head coach for Mike here. Seriously, um, huh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. And then, if he can pull it off, he deserves a big time raise. Right now, what's your projected starting line? You can use free agents. You can use draft. What you project? Didn't we do this recently? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'll project. The food's gotten in the way. Garrett Bowles is at left tackle. Yep. Um, Connor McGovern at center. Yep. Um, 
I'm going to say, which guard position was Billy Turner playing? Was he playing right guard? I think so. I'll put Billy Turner at right guard, Ron Leary at left guard, and, man, could be anyone at right tackle. I, I don't have a, a guess there. I don't think it'll be Jared Valdir. You don't think so. I hope it's not. In this scenario, I'm putting him there. I'm putting him there. I think it's going to be a draft pick. I would like. S- I think they draft right tackle in the first three rounds, and he starts. Can a third rounder start? You hope. That's your hope when you draft a third. You you should get a. You need a starter in the first round. You should get a starter in the second round. You hope to get a starter in the third round. Yep, exactly. And the rest is just the topping. Yeah, and everything else is you know you hope to get depth. Yep. Really for four years. Yep. All right, moving on here from Upstate Garbage Plate. He says, hey, Zach and Ryan. First, I want to say that this podcast has combined my two favorite topics together, food and the Broncos, <laughs> making it the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> you guys are now officially goats. Congratulations. <laughs> Probably sound like a goat. Mm, goat cheese. No. Yeah, you a fan of goat cheese? I love goat cheese. I like goat cheese, too. It's pretty acquired taste. It is acquired. Do I- you Do you, like, put it on a fancy cracker? Then put some raspberry preserve on with a jalapeno on top. That sounds incredible. (laughs) I'm thinking like I'll just put it on a burger. Put it on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I might go get some goat cheese, just eat it with a spoon for lunch. Man. And you can. Soft enough. Yeah. You can do anything with it. Um, We should do like a special edition podcast (laughs) from Taste of the Broncos this year. Oh, man. That'd be dangerous. I know. We should ask them if we can broadcast from there, get a little booth. Man. Let's do it. All right. I'm down. Isn't it the best food? Taste of the Broncos basically takes like the 50 best restaurants in Denver slash Colorado and brings them in to bring their signature dish. Um, For fans, if you got some... If you got a little, you know, jingle in your pocket, <laughs> it's worth it. I think it's like 150 bucks. Okay. Um, like 300 for VIP, but you don't need that. Um, like pay the hundred plus. Yeah. Get an amazing meal, but the coolest part of it, and the reason why you pay the extra if you're a fan, you really get a chance to interact with the players. Um, so you could sit there and and have a you know, five minute conversation with Will Parks or Justin Simmons. Like it's really, it's got to be the most accessible time. Yeah, the players are. They're just they're walking in the same area as you. You're getting the same food. You're sitting in the same line. Um, it's worth it, and the food is out of this world. I'm in. Count me in. All right. <laughs> so he goes on to say, uh, dabbling into true crime with this mountain lion, bringing a third favorite topic of mine. <laughs> you guys just check all the boxes. On to Broncos talk. You guys said that you thought Sanders was a part of the plan when Flacco was traded for. How much of a cap hit would it be if somehow we landed AB and kept Sanders on? I know it's a pipe dream, but that would be so exciting and would fit with Skangarello's plan of every play can go to the house. That's for sure. If you guys make it out to Western New York for the Bills game, I'd love to treat you uh, to a garbage plate. Go Broncos. Do the Broncos play the Bills again next year? I think so. I think it's a cold road trip this year. Man, that's a long trip for me. I I did it the last time. Mm. There's no direct flights from Denver to Buffalo. Mm. So I flew in. That was actually the craziest road trip I've ever done. I went to the CU Washington game, which was an 8 p.m. start. Made it to my flight, which is at 1230. Landed in Philadelphia at like 7 a.m. Then flew to Buffalo. Made it there by like 1130 a.m. Kickoff was at 1 it was, it and was that, rough. And that was also the when Neeling came back, right? 
Yep, that was a big... So the game That was, was right after Donald Trump made the comments that had everyone in the NFL kneeling. And on top of that, that was Von Miller pulling the hand back from Tyrod. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end for Vance Joseph. It was <laughs> yeah. his first loss, including preseason. Wow. That was one of the dumbest flags I've ever seen. Yeah, that was... that. And wasn't it hot as can be? Yeah, that was what I was also saying. the hottest game I've ever been to. And I got dropped That's off crazy. by my Uber. Like, he was he was just, like, <laughs> didn't speak English and didn't want to drive all the way up to the stadium. So he dropped me, like, three blocks away from the stadium. And the, the media entrance was on the opposite side of the stadium. <laughs> oh. By the time I got in there, I was literally drenched. In oh, my gosh. And that's about as f- – that's probably the furthest stadium from Denver. Got to be. Yeah. Unless you can – well, maybe not even. I was going to say maybe Hawaii, but – <laughs> no, I don't really know. Count, <laughs> yeah. First of all, and uh I they might not be as far. Man, would you rather go to Buffalo in the blazing heat like that? Blazing heat. Or in the freezing blazing heat, blazing heat, blazing heat, blazing heat. Not even close. I'll take hot over cold any day of the week. You'll probably get a December twenty eighth game or something. Uh yeah, probably. Oh man. Those shouldn't be allowed. Why don't they just do it like week two? be great <laughs> i need all there's a lot of cold weather games next year it really sucks I'm yeah talking like minnesota i think is on the list yep uh, it's like all of those cincinnati teams. i think again chicago or yeah some, someone else in that division which is either chicago detroit or green bay oh it's not green bay i don't think actually maybe it is i, I might have been i don't know we have to look that may be again. the hardest stadium to get to where do you fly into i don't know does Green Bay not have an airport? I probably, but you definitely have to take a. There's bet there's no direct flights to Green Bay. Let's look at this. I want to see. Um, a puddle jumper. Yeah. All right. So they go. Here's the away games: Kansas City, obviously; Los Angeles, obviously; Oakland, obviously. Well, somewhere. Um, Indianapolis. Nope. Sorry, that's at home. Houston. That's okay. A good one. There you go. You'll probably get that like August first yes uh houston green bay minnesota and buffalo yeah those are brutal is that enough that's the three plus five yep green bay green bay ice 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 bowl thought you were gonna say ice ice baby <laughs> I, that one i'm excited for that one because that yeah. one at least has like a historic element to right it. there's so much to um, it yeah minnesota should be cool too that's a nice new stadium yeah really it's cool it's gonna be freezing man it looks let's hope they just go week one through four <laughs> at green bay at buffalo uh and what and at minnesota and then what get all the denver games away right then in the middle eight games and then you go to houston in december perfect there you go and yeah kansas city is also one i do not want to be in in the winter mm, no it's just like in the plains and it's windy and cold <laughs> and you're in the you're with the planes yes in the press box the, the flying planes <laughs> up there in space where it's even colder <laughs> and uh, so to the question i guess i guess it would cost an arm and a leg to have Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders on the same team. Antonio Brown, cap hit of over $22 million. Now, Worth it. I know, <laughs> I know the dead cap stays with uh, the Steelers if they trade him, but does 
the cap hit still carry over? I'm not exactly sure how that works. I believe there's some relief on the cap hit, but it's it's going to be a lot. Is it just in in that first year where there's relief? I think so. Yep. Okay. So 23 million minus whatever that is, but it's still going to be substantial. And Emmanuel is 13 million dollar cap hit. They don't like each other, so you're not keeping them both. End of story. And here's the thing. You save over $10 million if you just cut Emmanuel. I mean, you know that Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other? That's those two. <laughs> and it's really not a good is. thing. No. You couldn't have both of them. It's, it's just not possible. Um, it, the thing is, and, and someone's to say, well, if you can only have one, I want Emmanuel. No, you don't. I mean, maybe you do, but I don't. No. I'm taking the much better player who's also a bigger diva, but I think the skill to diva ratio is exactly the same for both of them. Mm. So if if Emmanuel is a seven on the skill and seven on the diva scale, right? AB is just a ten on the skill and a ten on the diva scale, which is fine with me. So it's really not a bigger headache. I don't think so. I should no, because it's a bigger headache. It's not a bigger problem. It's a bigger headache on Monday through Saturday, <laughs> and a much better payoff on Sunday. Who would you rather want, Emmanuel for thirteen million with? The injury and everything, or AB for 23? AB. It's a no-brainer for me. He's much better. And then your is your wide receiver group set? You're good? Yeah, oh yeah. You feeling good about it? Give me You give me AB and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, and I'm happy. Man, man. You're Joe Flacco's Cortland happy. Sutton, you're a Cortland Sutton breakout season away from having the best receiver, receiver one-two punch in the league. With that, do you think... It would be hard for Joe Flacco not or to make Antonio Brown unhappy because it's not like there's another huge name in that group. Wouldn't you just be throwing it to him all the time? Yeah, Antonio Brown would be very happy. He would be, be he would be well fed. Because or, sorry, did. I should call him Mr. Big Chest. That's what oh he wants to be called now. <laughs> Tell me about this. I saw it and was like, what? I don't know. He was just doing an IG live of him like <laughs> working out. And he was just like on his chest. And he's like, I'm not Antonio Brown anymore. My name is Mr. Big Chest oh now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and didn't he also put out on Twitter that if a team has guaranteed money that they should trade for him? Or if they want to guarantee him the money, trade for him? Something like that. If you're a smart general manager or owner and you want him, give him a call and just refer to him as Mr. Big Chest. He's someone that would eat that up. Hello, Mr. Big Chest. I'm interested (laughs) in writing you a big check. (laughs) There you go. That's all you need to do. Fulfill the ego and fulfill the bank account. Here's what Antonio Brown doesn't understand. His contract is still active. (laughs) And he's going to get paid. And he's going to get paid a lot of money. But he also, like, uh, I want someone to explain to him that you can't. I mean, I guess you could renegotiate a new deal. Can you even? I think, aren't there three years left on his deal? Does he have to be with two years or less to start renegotiating? I don't know. I think you do. This is three years left. His base salary is 12 and a half this year. I mean, his yearly cash, uh, he probably wants the cash. Yearly cash, 15 million, only 15. Next year, 11. And the year after that, 12. I think you could re. So he's four more years on his deal? Three. Three, okay. Yeah, I don't think you can even renegotiate until the end of this year. Man, that's. Now we're talking about how some teams don't have just tons of cash sitting around. Broncos may be one of those. This deal doesn't require a lot of cash, Ryan. God, wouldn't you wish you were a fly on the wall in that meeting with Art Rooney today? Oh, yeah. Like, they took a picture smiling at the end, and then, yeah. and like, Antonio Brown broke the news that, <laughs> yep. that they're still going with a trade. Like, that was weird. But, like, what was the conversation like? 
I'm also pretty sure Antonio Brown's a bit off the rails right now. <laughs> you think? Some way or another. So, like, was it a was it a logical conversation? What happened? Oh, man. Just looking at how he's been the last few weeks, I don't think you can say his name and logical in the same sentence, can like, you? Do you think there was, like, a, a heart-to-heart in which Antonio Brown ended, like, I really appreciate you, Mr. Rooney, but I believe it is in my best interests to be traded to a new team and start with a fresh slate. He's got a script he's going off. Or was it like, I don't want to play there. 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 I don't care what you say. I don't want to play there. Anyway, he hashtagged two very random things. Call God and hashtag Boomin. Hashtag Boomin. That's his thing. Business is Boomin. Oh. Yeah, apparently he thinks it's really going to be Boomin with a lot more guaranteed money. He's going to be really disappointed when... John Elway has to tell him that he can't increase his guarantees until next year. I love this camera angle on the the TV on ESPN here. We got an under-the-chin shot of this reporter joining them. It is pretty crazy that uh, these ESPN guys can now just go in from their iPhones. Yeah. but I feel It's like also he, crazy they don't tell him to like hold the phone straight toward his face. Maybe give him like a tripod <laughs> instead of just like doing a selfie. <laughs> uh, kind of rough. Anyways, I would take Antonio Brown all day. Yeah, he's electric. I just, I need juice. I need some juice. And Joe Flacco to Antonio Brown would work. And that opens up so much for Philip Lindsay. Man, those two guys. Yeah, and then you have Cortland Sutton too. I mean, we saw what Cortland Sutton can be in training camp. I saw, did you see the uh, an analyst did a thread on Twitter. They showed how many times Case Keenum's ball placement was off. When throwing to Corlin Sutton. No. It was embarrassing. It was off. I mean, Corlin Sutton made some bad plays. He dropped some balls. Yep. Um, but Case Keenum, essentially every time Case Keenum gave him a chance to make a play down the field, he made it. Wow. I promise you guys, Case was not doing that in training camp. Case was on the money every single day. <laughs> yes. Like especially with the deep perfect balls. Perfect back shoulder deep balls. Perfect, you know, uh, just give him a chance to jump over Bradley Roby. He was what they wanted or what they want Joe Flacco to be this year. What they truly believe Joe Flacco can be. What if, I mean, is Joe Flacco, what if Joe Flacco is like 10 times that good in training camp? Or is oh he going to be worse gosh. and we're going to be worried and then he's going to be good on Sundays? Probably that. It's going to be hard to be better. <laughs> I'm t- I think true. Case Keenan was completing like 85% of his, uh, uh, of his passes in training camp. Zero interceptions through the first, what, there's 15 training camp practices. He probably had zero picks through the first nine practices or something. Insane. It's insane. Ryan, we have two bonus questions that just came in. Oh, good, good. One from NBot says, first-time commenter, long-time listener. Well, I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I do, it's often the BSN cast. Thank you so much. I've been listening in here. I've been listening here and there for over a year and finally paid up to support the effort. Love your guys' takes on things besides football as well. Very entertaining show. Keep up the good work. P.S. That intro song you've got now is hilarious. Love it. All credit to um, our guy, Timothy, from Pleasure Horse. Uh, yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, and then and I, I think we got an actual question here uh, from Carpaccio Chris. He says, first off, Ryan, I'm with you. That Fort Collins fella is a fraud. <laughs> if I saw a mountain lion, I would have poo my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, good. Let the truth be known. 
Uh, second, regarding the BSN food talk, I much prefer In-N-Out to Five Guys, though I'm a fan of both. I always get a 4 by 4 with spread, lettuce, and tomato in In-N-Out. Uh, basic, but it's the best way to have it, in my opinion. Four patties. Yeah. How does that work? Four. So is that is that are they separated by cheese? Oh, and some sauce? I think it's just oh. cheese. Okay. Four patties? That's a lot. I I don't I'm too thick, right? I, I just don't know how how do you get your mouth around right, that's that? That's the that's the problem. I've never even had a three patty burger. I wouldn't want to like have to smash the bun down so much that it's like, you know, I might as well just dip it in water right, in order it to eat it. All the, <laughs> the grease. Oh man. All right. Uh, he goes one one advantage I give to Five Guys would be their Cajun fries. Hell yeah! Well, uh, the L.A. Times, by the way, rated In and Out the worst fast food fries in the world. <laughs> yeah, they obviously haven't got them lightly. Well done. Get out of here. <laughs> Finally, he says, "Do you see the recent Twitter jobs between Emmanuel and AB as a p- potential mm. deterrent in acquiring AB?" I realize Emmanuel didn't necessarily have a say in the matter. But I think as a GM, you want to keep the locker room. Me personally, I don't think I think they'd easily hash things out. Here's the thing that people are just not understanding. If the Broncos were getting AB, they w- couldn't afford Emmanuel, nor would they want to keep him. Um, nor is like Emmanuel this locker room glue or something. Yeah. In fact, he's. J- he, I would call him um, at risk of using a word who that gets used in the wrong context in a different situation a lot. I would call him a lone wolf. Mm, yeah. He. He's just in there on his own i was gonna say all it takes is one trip into the locker room to see that yeah looking at his phone looking at his film whatever it is just in his own little area dt was his guy like they they were boys yep not i mean he it's not like he's picked Cortland sutton up and now they're guys no Cortland's guys with the his his class right and the people around his locker you know the the uh the special teams guys are over there uh, mcmanus and Kreider. Um, who else is over there? Uh, Booker, running backs. Yep, yep. But yeah, it's not. Emmanuel is not this like irreplaceable locker room legend. <laughs> no, no. So, um, I, I, it's not. It's not a. I mean, nothing about Emmanuel is a deterrent to AB. Here, unless the, the Broncos believe that it's just easier to keep Emmanuel than to pursue AB from a salary cap standpoint. I don't think anyone. If the Broncos trade for A.B. and move on from Emmanuel, which would happen if they traded for him, I don't think anyone in week one, week eight, week 16 would be saying, would, would be thinking about Emmanuel in any way, in a leadership way, in an on-the-field way, in an off-the-field way, in any scenario. I don't think they would because A.B. may be, may be bad uh, in terms of a teammate. He may cause a lot of drama, but... No one, no media member is going to say, man, if only they kept Emmanuel, things would be better. A man, only if it was Emmanuel, not AB. It wouldn't be like that. Yeah, the only way someone would say that is like he didn't give us all on Sunday because that's right. one thing I'll give Emmanuel to yep. the end. He goes all out on Sunday. Yep. And uh, from what I've seen, so does Antonio Brown, except for that one game that he just skipped. Yeah, <laughs> when he gets on the field. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's going to wrap things up for us today. Make sure you crush that promo code Broncos. Thanks to all the people who uh, did it yesterday and everyone who's done it so far. Of course, thanks to all the BSN Denver subscribers. Promo code Broncos, $29.99 for a year. You won't regret it. And before I let you guys go, uh, I want to tell you about our friends over at Total Beverage. What if I told you that you could have, uh, you could order your liquor on a mobile app and have it delivered to you that same day and 
Save money while you're doing it. Well, that's exactly what I'm telling you about Total Beverage. Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they're locally owned and operated. So you're going to help out the local guy, and we already know you love the local guy because you just logged on to crush that Broncos promo code. For a limited time, Total Beverage offering $10 off your purchase of $50 or more on their website and their app. Use promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your order of $50 or more for all your parties and have it delivered straight to your door. Check out Total Beverage uh, on their app and on their website, totalbev.com. We'll catch up with you guys tomorrow. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com